Yo, what's up? How you doing? I honestly, I've been uh, been sick most of this week. Oh no! Do you do you have the vid? I don't know. I got tested on Monday, and it takes like three days to get yeah. results back. Oh so. no, bro! They got my boy right before New Year's, man. Yeah, and no. If I, if I didn't have it before, I definitely got it from standing in that line for an hour and a half. So, standing uh, in what line? Wait. To get tested. Oh yeah. Oh damn, Because every place, like they were at a rapid test, and every place. You know, everyone's been getting the Rona lately, so you know every yeah, place sort of giving them out for free. Cause I'm not about to pay thirty fucking dollars for that shit. But yeah. um, yeah. So I throat's think, a little sore. I think uh today was like the most ever in New Jersey. The yeah, there was. I think in the country there was four hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah, it's been a it's been insane, bro. This new uh, number, this new wave. But anyway, welcome back to another episode of Jersey Dynasty Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe. And I'm your other host, Ryan. Today, back again. Uh, week 16 has just ended. Week 17 starts tomorrow. Uh, it, was a, it was an interesting week of football, i got to say. You know, with the, the full slate, the four, or I guess Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Some of the games kind of a letdown. Some of the games pretty good. Um yeah, so we're gonna just you know recap week sixteen, preview week seventeen. Uh, you suggested three most surprising, three most disappointing NFL teams. I think that'll be a fun segment. Yes, and, and... a little sneak peek in here. While I made my list, uh, all four NFC East teams made it somewhere onto my list. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it should be a it should be a fun time. But uh, we'll start off here, heading back to last Thursday. We had the 49ers and Titans. Jeez, 20... this game feels like a year ago. Yeah, no, this game literally feels like it was in 2020. Um, we had the Titans with a 20 to 17 win over the four over the 49ers. Uh, AJ Brown was back, and he was key to the uh, success for the Titans for sure. He had a big game. Um. The 49ers were, were looking good, cruising in the half, up 10 nothing, and then they just kind of stalled out. Jimmy G, I threw for a decent amount of yards, but he had a couple of, of bad interceptions. He had a red zone one that really took all the steam out of the 49ers' offense for the rest of the game. Um, and it's pretty much come down – the whole 49ers season has pretty much come down to does Jimmy G throw a pick in that game or not? And if he doesn't, you probably win. If he does, you probably lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's – the 49ers, they've been up and down all year, but I think that they're still going to squeak into the playoffs. They still um, they still have the ability to show up, and if the right 49ers team shows up, they could hang with anybody. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Titans pretty much solidified the division for them with this win. Mm-hmm. But those, uh, those NFC playoff tiebreakers are insane. Like, I don't even know how to explain them. Such a logjam. This has to be the most parody in one year ever. I mean, there's yeah. there's like 24 teams still in the race or something, mm-hmm. which is ludicrous. This For this time stuff. of the year, yep. But, um, yeah, I, have, I think foreigners can still sneak in, but uh, it's going to be tough for them. They probably have to win out just to, like, make sure they secure it. Titans, they'll have the division. So, uh, yeah, all in all. Uh, did I expect the Titans to win this game? Probably not, but... It was a uh, it was a tough call. Then we had on Christmas Day, we had the Browns versus the Packers, a twenty four twenty two win for the Packers, a game that was a lot closer than it should have been for sure. 
Definitely. Uh, uh, beautiful game for me. I get to watch in the midst of the fantasy playoffs, get to watch Devontae Adams and Nick Chubb go back and forth, drive by drive, just getting point after point for me, touchdown after touchdown. Beautiful Christmas present for me. Um, Rodgers surpasses Favre for the most touchdown passes in, in Green Bay history. Mm-hmm. Um that connection is really just between him and Devante is, has just been consistent throughout the year. They are probably one of the, they're, they're probably the favorite to make it out of the NFC right now with all the injuries that the Bucks have. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Browns, this is a, uh, I was debating putting the Browns on my most disappointing list, but I, I made a couple, I made room for a couple more teams, but they, they're definitely one of the more disappointing teams because last year you look at them, they win a playoff game for the first time in, since like 2003 or something like that, or they make the playoffs for the first time since 2003. And then this year, Baker Mayfield regresses uh, like crazy, and now you're you're stuck with a, a big contract decision at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So very disappointing situation in Cleveland. Yep, have to agree with you there. Um. Yeah, Browns, I mean, for the fact Baker threw four picks, you were in that game almost the entire way and just one one too many picks from Baker who I've I've decided is a bottom three quarterback in the NFL he's taken the car spot from the beginning of the year um yeah the only the only two starters I have him ahead of right now and this is like active starters are Jake Fromm slash Mike Glennon and (laughs) Taylor Heineke yeah I I've put him that low so even tuna Hey man, they've won seven in a row. Some, true, some, true. Something's going right there. What about so. Ian Book though? Alright, this was the one Ian Book would also be <laughs> below <coughs> below Baker. But um I think it was just a one start for uh Poor Baker. guy. We'll, we'll get to him, but yeah, poor guy. Poor guy. But then but then you were talking about how good your Christmas was with Devontae Adams and Nick Chubb going back to back. Then you had the Colts pick up a twenty two to sixteen win in the nightcap. Um. Yeah, for about seventy-five percent of this game, though, this was not a good Christmas present. This was one of the most nerve-wracking games I've ever watched for the Colts. Like, my heart was just jumping the entire game. First of all, our whole team is out, and this is a huge game for us for the playoffs because now with old uh, Carson Novak's over here, we might have to uh, roll out Sam Ellinger for uh a game against you might not have to though because now with the new uh isolation like cdc guidelines changing to five days yep shout out to the uh sneak back in shout out to the delta ceo for probably saving the uh cold season so that's cool um but yeah this was just a back and forth game and once the cardinals went up 13 12 on us i was i was pretty sure that we weren't gonna be able to come back from it because we were down to like our seventh lineman if there was one more injury on the o-line we were gonna have to roll mo alley cox out there uh no joke that is literally what frank reich was saying in the post-game press i mean the post-game speech. are you kidding i mean mo alley cox at guard or some shit would he have been an eligible receiver on every play because his number is <laughs> 81 or that would be kind of tough it might be a little sneaky trick there but, um, yeah, the Cardinals just kind of blew this one. This was kind of a gimme game for them. I, I get that everyone kind of has someone out for COVID or whatever, but the Colts literally had, like, their their fourth string, every single lineman position out there, and we didn't have Darius Leonard. But, I mean, shout-out to EJ Speed um, and a couple of the other guys that filled in on defense for us and uh, all the all the backup linemen and everything. Just a, 
a wonderful team win, but uh, definitely very nerve wracking. But the Cardinals, this is this is very worrying. If I were a Cardinals fan, you know, yeah. Matt Coe and them. I mean, this is this is basically how the Cardinals have finished their seasons for the past three years in the in the uh, Cliff Kingsbury era. So very worrying heading into yeah. the playoffs. The Cardinals are one, besides DeAndre Hopkins, one elite wide receiver away from being such a good team. Um, yeah, they just got to wait. I mean, if Rondell Moore can be uh, an elite wide receiver or Christian mm-hmm. Kirk or something, but um, they don't. Andy Isabella isn't. If they had another like legitimate weapon on that offense, they would be. Oh my god. But uh, shout out Chase Edmonds. He had a really good game, too. Yeah, he did. Um, but, yeah, credit to the Colts. They got a big win. Uh, probably almost locks them into an AFC wild card spot, I'd assume, right? Or it's, like, close, um, close yeah, to being locked. I, mean, I don't know how the tiebreakers will shape up, but this puts us in very good shape. We're mm-hmm. the five seeds. That means we have the tiebreakers over all the other teams in there. I guess so. So that would mean a trip to Cincinnati. Currently, right we would be taking a trip to Cincinnati, which I would be a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. I'd be a huge fan of that in the playoff um, race compared to the other teams. Um, I feel like if we have to play the Bills or the Patriots again, that may not end so well for us because we already got one off on them this year. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs, you know, we'll probably if we want to go on a run at some point, you're going to have to get through the Chiefs. But round mm-hmm. one. Give me Cincinnati, no questions asked. I would be totally on board with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so then moving into Sunday here, I'm not gonna lie. I watched one game on Sunday. No red zone for me. I, I, you were you, you're a simple man. You you know where I was. I, I was at MetLife. So yes, sir. Uh, we'll start here with Falcons twenty, Lions sixteen. Now I'm sort of able to like follow these games along. They show highlights on the uh, the big board at MetLife. Oh really? So, so sort of able to follow along from time to time. But, um, yeah, so from what I got from this game, the Joe summary was that it was a horrible game of football mm-hmm. with Tim Boyle playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Where if Jared Goff is playing, they might have a shot at winning this game, correct? Uh-uh. Jared no? Goff stinks. Uh, bro, Jared Goff's ahead of Baker in my quarterback re- rankings, man. It's not by a lot, but he's ahead of them. Yeah, they may be tied, honestly. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Falcons get a win for who knows why. They're just... still in it. You know, if they win out, they win their last two, they could with the way the tiebreakers are going. Yeah, that's what? true. Anything could happen. Cold. It's also their first home win of the year. Hey, man, good for them. They have as many <laughs> wins in London as they do at home. <laughs> It's just like how Kyle Pitts has more touchdowns in London than he does as U.S. soil this year. Yeah, come on, guys. Can we get Kyle Pitts a little bit more involved? Bro, when they said Kyle Pitts was going to be the Julio role, they were right. Yeah. All the yards, no touchdowns. He had, what, another 100-yard game? Yeah, he had like 102 yards or something. I mean, I guess with Ridley not being there, it's just really hard when the when the field gets shorter in the red zone to get him open because there's really not that other guy. I mean, Russell Gage has been whatever, but... Slap six touchdowns on Kyle Pitts' stat line, and he's rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, in my it's, opinion, it's definitely possible because I think he's about to break the uh, rookie receiving record for tight ends. I think, yeah, which is surprising because he's kind of gone under the radar all season. You haven't really heard much, yeah. besides those like two games in a row from Kyle Pitts. Yeah. But 
that really shows, you know, tight ends. This is kind of he's a new a, thing of, of yeah. tight ends being heavily involved in the offense and everything he's like that. He's quietly had a good season. Too. Yeah, this guy is seemingly, you know, looking at pure fantasy stats or something like that or numbers. Yeah. Um, he looks like he's not really effective, but you're comparing him to a wide receiver. This is, you know, a tight end takes time to really grow and mature in their role in the NFL. And, and even though it seems like he hasn't had some monster rookie year, he's compared to every mm-hmm. other tight end, he's doing fine. So, yeah. Shout out to uh, Lions with the loss that moves you into the number two pick currently, which I think is a good spot for them to be at. Which uh, edge rusher are you going to get? Basically, is that is yeah? That basically, true? will you get Thibodeau? Will you get Hutchinson? Or will you take Derek Sting? I mean, who knows? It's still so many months away. I assume they take an edge rusher though. Jets squandered it. Yeah, we'll talk about the Jets shortly. <laughs> uh, Rams thirty, Vikings twenty three is the next game here. Uh, you know, positive here for the Rams. Stafford got his bad game out of the way before the playoffs. That's true. What do you throw, I three think picks? Yeah, three picks. I think that's huge for them. Yeah. Stafford gets his bad game out of the way now in, what, week 15? Yeah, he's going to get hot. Or week I think it's week 16, yeah. Yeah, he's going to have two weeks to get hot. You win next week, a Cardinals loss clinches the division for you, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So Stafford's going to get hot at the right time, and me as a Stafford truther believes he's going to go on a run the playoffs. Hopefully. I, I'm right there behind you. I hope he can catch fire, and uh, you know this this Rams team could really make a run because they, they have to win a playoff game at least. Yeah. I mean, with the Stafford not winning a playoff game, and then you, you're getting Von Miller, and then you get Odell, and you get all, you're training all these first. You're not the first until like 2037, and then if you do all this and you're – you have this stacked roster, all these superstars in L.A., and you don't even win a playoff game. I mean, that's an all-time level failure. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Cam Akers gets healthy. I mean, yeah, you never yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. What, I mean, what, if, what this team, be... if this team fails, that's like Eagles 2010 Dream Team level failure, like on a historic level. Yeah. And uh, looking at this from the Vikings standpoint, honestly, this was the most predictable loss for the Vikings I think I will ever be able to call. Yeah, I mean, you have Kirk Cousins win back-to-back primetime games. There was no chance they were winning this game unless the Rams just kept running the ball out of the back of their own end zone for sixty minutes. <laughs> that was the only way they were going to win. Yeah, lightning struck twice. So uh, in Adam the same spot. is hurt, might be out for the season depending yeah. on if they make the playoffs. Which it's a loss for them, but. Shout out Jay Jettas. I think he has the most receiving yards by a player in like yes. his first two years. With 2,755 receiving yeah. yards, Justin Jefferson has passed who, Joe, for the most receiving yards in their first two seasons in NFL history. Do you uh, know the answer? Uh, Randy Moss? Nah, a little more recent. Uh, wait, fuck. Uh... uh... Ah, no, I got nothing. Oh, I I mean, he was playing against Justin Jefferson in the game. It's Odell Beckham. Oh, really? Yeah. People forget that historic pace he was on. I got my one football trivia question right today, man. I'm not good for two. (laughs) Uh, So one of my uh, old coworkers, he always comes in on Wednesday. That's his day off from his Mm -hmm. job. We always talk for a while. So he comes up to me and he says, uh, all right, your trivia question. I want to see if this is a good quick question. It's uh, what two quarterbacks have the most wins against the New York Giants like in their careers? Oh wow, wow. Okay. And I got it right. Is is it? 
Is it recent quarterbacks? No, it's before our time. So is it like Aikman? Uh, close. Staubach? Yeah, that's one. Staubach and Randall Cunningham? No, think think of a, a gruesome leg injury. Oh, Theismann. Yeah. Wow. Did you watch any of No. Nah. He only had seven players. Oh, really? Because of the uh, COVID. Yeah. Any players are COVID. Jesus. Like he didn't play. No one probably played Sam then. Play. Yeah, that's like half the team right there. So, yeah, there's not a very good team. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got that right. My uh, old coworker was very impressed. That is uh, that is a tough one. That's a yeah. that's a goodie though. Uh, who who'd your dad say was playing with seven players? Oh, uh, Seton Hall tonight because they just got back from their uh, COVID outbreak. Sheesh. Yeah, tough break for them. Yeah, thoughts and prayers to the thoughts Seton Hall, prayer. to T Rod and all them over there. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, next game here. Game I was at. Jaguars twenty one. Jets twenty six. The uh, chills you must have got watching that fifty-two yard touchdown run. From where I was sitting, our whole section thought he got sacked. Like no joke. Oh, and then yeah. all of a sudden, it's like ah. Uh, and then like you kind of look and you just see a figure running down the sideline, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god. And then you just kept staying in. You kept going. Yeah. So anyway, I thought your boy might be playing to suit up. Who? Tim. Nah, you no. Really? Yeah, maybe. I haven't asked him, so. That's awesome. But the manager didn't play yet. Uh, they should have put him in. They were losing bad enough. All right. <laughs> Did I hear that correctly? Yeah. <laughs> If they don't have enough players, they have to suit up a manager. They got they got Twitter user T Rod something. T Rod the God or whatever it is, bro. They literally got Twitter users nah, suiting bro, up for bro, college we, basketball we games. No nah, bro, they had me running routes out there on Sunday, but jeez, man, you see Isaiah Thomas ten day for the Seattle <laughs> Pirates. But uh, anyway, yeah. So I mean, I got to see that my first ever like kick return. I got to see a punt return at a Rutgers game this year. So I, I completed, like, the full touchdown cycle this year. Yeah, the kick return is a very um, very elegant parting of the of the defense. And yeah. that usually just kind of flows through it. The punt return is a little bit more chaotic usually. There's, like, changing of directions yeah, yeah, yeah. and jukes. The kick return is just kind of like a nice river flowing downstream. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a fun game. I, it was cool getting to see uh, Lawrence. I mean, that's a guy I probably won't be able to see for – Decent amount of time. Um, no, nah, you you got to see good guy Zach Wilson giving yeah. out free tickets to, yeah, to ladies at bro, diners there, and there stuff. There's no way we were losing a game after Zach Wilson gave out free tickets, man. Yeah, this guy hears all the talks about being some spoiled brat. Real philanthropy in the community, giving out tickets, and not only that, giving him a show. Yeah. Nice 52-yard rushing touchdown. Real good, like uh, real good trickery there, making it look like he was gonna go out of bounds and then yeah. just cutting it back, tiptoeing down the sideline. Yeah. yeah, good work. He's a but, real, uh, uh, he's a real exciting player. I can give my analysis on uh, Trevor Lawrence. I gotta say, he throws a good ball. <laughs> uh, you know, the, they were right about him on the scouting report. <laughs> I will 100% agree with that. They got the phlegm approval. There is just no talent on that team. <laughs> Not at all. And oh, bro, watching because J Rob, oh my 
Oh yeah, that was probably brutal to see. I saw that, bro. I ha- I watched it right. It was literally like twenty yards in front of me, man. Not twenty, but probably like it was right in the end zone I was sitting in, and I saw him go down, and I was like, oh no, jeez. It, it was one of those, man. Yeah. I didn't hear a scream or anything, but oh, it was poor guy. Um, hate but, to see that in an undrafted guy who's really proven himself, and now it looks yeah. like you know with the recovery time on that, ETN will probably be sliding right back in there at the yeah. start of next year. But um. Yeah, that was tough to watch. And then, um, yeah, I mean, wide receiver-wise, like Marvin Jones had Bryce Hall on him, so he's, he's cooked. <laughs> Bryce Hall, <laughs> off night. Uh, Laquan Treadwell. Do you remember when Laquan, Laquan Treadwell was like a top pick in the draft? Yes, I do. Yeah, Didn't the Vikings pick him or something? Yeah, he's having a resurgence tour in uh, Jacksonville. <laughs> Let me oh. Him and Jamal Agnew and Marvin Jones. Um, so. But yeah, like I and the offensive line sucks. But Trevor throws a good ball. He's got the IQ. I think he'll be fine once the weapons are there. Uh, Zach didn't have a good passing game, but he had the most ever rushing yards by a Jets quarterback in franchise history with 91 in the game. Uh, really? Yeah, the Jets had 270 rushing yards versus the Jaguars too, which, I mean, that's the most we've had in a very long time. So... Oh, no. Please with the game. Please with the performance. Please with the Jets win. Uh, the draft, I mean, looks like we'll have the fourth pick. And with a game that happened in the later window, which we'll be talking about shortly, uh, that also helped to move our other pick up to six, I believe. So, yeah, yeah. that's a good spot to be in. Uh, bring me uh, George Karloftis. And if we don't sign a wide receiver, Traylon Burks. So. Expert analysis, Joe Douglas, take notes. Yep, Joe Douglas, listen to me. Then we go to the other New York team. Oh, my God. The Giants, they played the Eagles. It was a 34-10 win for the Eagles. Like, yeah, It's good for me to know I root for the New York team with more direction. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Like, the, the two, like, being in the New York uh, sports market and everything, we all we get is the news for this, and the, the contrast between, like, the way that the Jets beat re- reporters, and they had the same record, correct? They're both 4-11. and 11, Yeah, yeah. But just, like, the outlook on both these teams, the Jets, they have a coach that they like. They have a quarterback who's showing things. They have been building the offensive line, adding pieces to the defense. They have a direction. They may be 4-11, and 11, but yeah. they're going somewhere. The Giants are a dismal wasteland of bad contracts, underperforming at every position, uh, a, a running back taken second overall that just doesn't have the tools to succeed around him and just a miserable in the most critical market in sports in the world. It's just such a dismal situation. Like mm-hmm. I can't even look at the Giants logo without getting a little sad. Yeah, no, it's pathetic from the Giants. We grew up with that one. Oh, by the way, did you hear that they gave out like a free medium soda to the season ticket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um last weekend. <laughs> so every season ticket holder for their like account got one medium drink. So they could have had six seats, and they got one medium oh drink. My it wasn't God. it wasn't in a souvenir cup either. It was just in one of those generic Pepsi cups. That's like the, the, the biggest the blue slap Pepsi in the face cup. I've ever seen, bro. You know how like pissed I would be. If I was, I would have thrown my cup onto the field. Oh, I'm yeah. I was joking. so surprised that there was not like cups thrown onto the field. Especially with the. They got blown out last week, right? They got the shit kicked out of them. Like they, they always. Do. I thought that. Um, I can pull it up real quick. I'm on the website. 
Week 15, the Giants played the, the Cowboys. Yeah, they all right, well, they, they like, didn't what, lose huge, but they still to six? They only 20? they didn't even score a touchdown. Yeah, like that's your season ticket appreciation day. I hope this past Sunday was our Jets season ticket appreciation day. Because now we play the Bucks this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, Eagles, honestly, like, yeah, they maybe could make noise. Maybe. They've put it together. Um, At the start of the season, Nick Sirianni was looking like kind of a tool. The way that the offense was run was kind of like the way that the Giants offenses run now, mm-hmm. where they just kind of fuck about for three and a half quarters yeah. and then might do something in the last drive of the game. But, uh, yeah, they've really put things together. Jalen Hurts is, is starting to look like more of a competent quarterback. Um, Jalen Rager still not working the McDonald's drive through window, which is a bit unfortunate. But, you know, maybe they'll, they'll add weapons eventually. But they're in prime position to take a, an NFC wildcard spot, and they've really been one of the uh, more surprising teams of the second half. So shout-out mm-hmm. to them. And they have three first-round picks in this draft, which is yeah. – I mean, they're all going to be late first, which eh, – whatever. Still, the it's NFL still draft first is first. so deep. Like if, yeah, exactly. I mean, if they, they can get three players who can make instant impact for them next year, like, the Eagles are on the right path in comparison to the Giants, who I don't even know what their path is. Like, I mean, just a joke. Literal joke. Jake Fromm, the joke. Yeah, like, what do you do if you, like <laughs> – you're brought in as the GM of the Giants next year. I mean, yeah. cause I, they didn't they say that they're going to keep Judge and Daniel Jones for yeah, another season? Horrible, horrible, horrible. Which, I mean, on one level I get because you'd have fired, like, a couple coaches within two years and, like, mm-hmm. the, the span. Stability but is important. Yeah, stability but... is important, but, I mean, you're just taking a lottery ticket on Daniel Jones and Joe Judge praying that for some reason that defies every law of physics and science known to man that they play winning football next year and go on to do something mm-hmm. i mean I, it's it's gonna be tough to get the season ticket holders to buy into yeah so um giant so you're gonna have two top 10 picks probably yeah i mean i with the Giants fans' luck, they'll probably miss on both of them somehow. In do some... something. Do something with them. I mean, Jesus Christ! They'll actually vacate the picks and then give the signing bonus money to Kenny Galladay. Yeah, exactly. Kenny Galladay to get maybe one catch on Giants opening like day. Two hundred yards and zero touchdowns. Yeah, which not what they <laughs> wanted to sign. Um, moving on to our next game, we had Bills thirty-three, Patriots twenty-one. The Bills reclaim the NFC East division lead, right? Uh, I, yes, I believe, I believe so. so. Um, yeah, uh, no, no wind, no problem for Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mac Jones with probably his worst game as a starter, and it these past few weeks have been very rough for Mac Jones. Yeah, this game plus the Colts game has really shown a couple of holes in Mac Jones' game. Uh, he's been he's been making a, a little a few more rookie decisions than he than he had the first couple mm-hmm. weeks of the season. He's thrown into some tighter windows, some not seeing some guys lurking in coverage. But um, eh, both these teams are still in pretty good position. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way that the NFL is set up this, this year specifically, I mean, I could see either of these teams representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It, just, it all depends on who gets hot at the right time. Yeah, but yeah. Just, it's any given Sunday, so... Yeah, Bills. I mean, this is you know, this is the Bills team I expected. Big day out, Isaiah McKenzie. I think he had like what ten catches, one hundred twenty-six yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Huge day. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, three picks, and I mean, they won by 12 points. So that's basically the difference was those three interceptions. Uh, then we had Bengals 41, Ravens 21. Um, you know, Joe Burrow might own Baltimore at this point. I mean, yeah. First time he played Baltimore, I think he had 300 yards, four touchdowns, and I mean, 525 yards. What, four touchdowns? Insane day out of him. Yeah. Uh, and um, Monster day from T. Higgins as well. Shout out to the boy, 43 burger on your forehead, Baylog. Yeah, that's a little unfortunate, but um, I'd like to present this week's segment of When Has That Ever Worked? Uh, sponsored by Amazon Prime. Um, so this week, Wink Martindale, the Ravens defensive coordinator, or and actually last time um, they played, said a bunch of stuff like, I don't think they're fitting Burrow for a gold jacket or anything like that. And then uh, this week he was still, you know, yapping a little bit on that. And then Joe Burrow comes out and throws for the third most yards ever in an NFL game on you. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, oof. And embarrasses your team. Um, yeah. I'm not even going to lie. If there's one guy I'm going to, like, I'm not going to give Bolton more material to, it is Joe Burrow. Like, yeah. This dude's entire senior season of college was Bolton board material, like, going into it. Yeah. So, um, so like, just wanted I'm... to present the when has that ever worked of the week? Uh, once again, presented by Amazon Prime. So, Bengals, yeah. uh, though. I, I was a believer in them this entire way. I would like to say that. Um, it, it, I cannot it, claim that. It, it may be because I have big Joe Burrow ties. It, it You've been on the Burrow train for a very long time. Let me. T- I was thinking. I've been on the Burrow. If you go, you were one of the you, first guys I know that were on the Burrow train. I will credit you, you with if that. If you You've look up uh, Joe Burrow's junior year, he was playing UCF in a bowl game. He threw an interception, and on that play, he got fucking leveled. Like, I mean, blindside blocked, like, down on the – like, I didn't think he was getting back up. And I was watching this game live, and he got back up, and he led LSU to a win. Uh, and that, that was the moment where I knew. I knew he was going to be a ball. So, uh, but, yeah, so Ravens, Um, I mean, you haven't – like, I – Honestly, shout out Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson kind of balled out a little bit, but yeah, guy gets this is a fourteenth year, fourth different league. Bro, this uh, is like the third team he's been on this year. I think uh, he's the first um, first quarterback since someone on the Texans in twenty fifteen to throw a touchdown pass for two different teams in the same season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. He, he led him to a little backdoor cover almost the, yeah. against the Colts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did, bro. He can he can still play, man. Gotta give the guy credit. Um, but yeah, I, I was happy to see him play like decent. Like you know, he played good in his uh, one appearance for the Jets. So mm-hmm. Josh Johnson forever forever a fan right here. <laughs> but yeah, I think the Ravens. I don't know. Will they turn around? Uh, this is crazy because you know. <laughs> Ravens could go play these in the last two games of the season, hot, win them both, get into the playoffs, and be the team that nobody wants to play and go on a run, or they could miss the playoffs entirely. It's crazy. I don't know what to think about these teams, mm-hmm. especially in the AFC North. I don't know what team is showing up yeah. on what week. It's, it's, it's really insane. But um, it's interesting. So I was, I was listening to something the other day. forget what I was like who said this, but – no NFL team has ever won a Super Bowl 
when their quarterback takes up more than 13% of the sal- of the team's total salary. Hmm. Lamar That's Jackson very interesting. wants if Lamar Jackson were to want 35 million, that would take up 19% or be 19% of the team's total salary in Baltimore. Do we think Lamar Jackson is worth 35 million? Oh. I don't it's, think it's so. such a hard thing because are you gonna are you gonna let a like a generational talent QB walk away? Right. Yeah, I know it's tough. Like, it's because really this tough. is a skill set that we've never really seen before. I mean, Mike yeah. Vick never had the arm when he had the, the legs Lamar has, and you know, never really had the legs when he had the arm when he was in Philly. So this yeah. is really a a, a very a unique skill set. Yeah. But then again, these guys that tend to run, and I know Lamar's good at at Avoiding, avoiding these hits, yep. but you know, it just takes one big one. It's a hard thing to it's a very hard decision to make. Um 35 million is is it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be 19% of their team's total salary. Like, I mean But what's your other option? You gonna take uh you gonna take a flyer on one of these QBs? You're gonna let Tyler Huntley try give it a season of Tyler Huntley? I mean, I I doubt the fans would be very ecstatic about that. Like I would be Lamar walk. Well, we've let Lamar walk. <laughs> To Tyler, play Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley's vibes, bro. Vibes over results. He's definitely a good player. He is. He'll definitely find a job. He'll definitely year. find a starting job if it's available to him. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that if I was a Ravens fan, I'd be pissed if, yeah. if they let him walk. Yeah, I'd be pissed if they let him walk, but I also would not want him getting 35 mil. They got to do some shady backdoor, under-the-table business dealings like the Kraft family did with Brady. Money laundering with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm pretty sure it was actually like documented that the Patriots would like give big donations or whatever to Brady's businesses that he had, mm-hmm. you know, like on the side, and then they pay him like whatever they he'd take a pay cut because you know he's so generous and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta launder money if you want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, then we're moving on here. Texans Chargers, a forty-one twenty-nine win for the Texans. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. You you know what I'm I'm gonna say it uh, I'm gonna say it Baylon this, this could be bad Davis Mills might be that guy if Deshaun Watson doesn't ever ever play football again well he's definitely not playing football for the Houston Texans again. yeah he's definitely not playing for Houston again so whether he, he could be that guy kind of he kind of moves me a little bit I see what you're saying. And I see that you're not doing it in the overreactive, he beat this team, so now he is going to be this yeah. guy. You're saying he could be, because he has shown decent flashes throughout the mm-hmm. season, which I, I I can respect. Davis Mills has not been all horrifically bad the entire yeah. season. and this was a, He's shown a lot of improvements, too, as the, the weeks have gone on. They were slinging it this game, too. Yeah. Every time Red Zone cut to this game, Davis Mills was airing it out and hitting somebody downfield, or they were marching down into the Red Zone. It was a very impressive game. Mm. Um, and then on the Chargers side of this, I mean, I mean this they just... they got shredded. That is one of the like worst performances I've seen from a team that I just thought would kind of steamroll the other team in a while. Like, I mean, just an Rex Burkhead, one hundred thirty yards, two touchdowns. I mean, no Brandon Cooks in the lineup for Houston. You're letting Davis Mills throw for three hundred yards. By the way, Davis Mills, the only rookie quarterback this year to throw over three hundred yards twice. Wow. Um, Nice stat. Yeah. 
You, um, you've really done your research on the Davis Mills might be that bro, guy. I, he he could be man. I, like I'm not saying he's the guy because he beat the the L.A. Chargers in Week 16 mm-hmm. when both teams had a good amount of COVID cases. I can but see it. he's he's shown some flashes where you know what. I think they have to give him a full season. I think they gotta give him at least another shot next year. I mean, if he stinks up the place for for ten weeks straight next yeah, year, yeah, then I then you know he's not the guy. But, but yeah, I mean, he has shown enough to where he he demonstrated deserves a chance, and a as, full season chance. As a Colts fan, of course, I hope he is not that guy, and that they never find their guy ever mm-hmm. again. But um, he doesn't seem to be like a Deshaun Watson type of guy, so that's good. I mean, yeah. and, and by I mean on the field. Yeah, um, which would be a great relief because as a Colts fan, I despised watching Deshaun Watson play against my mm-hmm. team because he was ridiculously good. So yeah. yeah, and I mean, if you're Houston, you don't you can use your top pick this year to get like just more talent on the team, and then you uh you know if if Davis Mills isn't that guy, you take a quarterback next year. And I think the two quarterbacks who will top the class are better than the ones this year. So. And the way you grade Davis Mills next year may not be with win-loss record because this team is very far away from yeah. being anything like competitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone who was anyone asked to be traded a while ago. Yeah. So this team is in need of a massive overhaul. So, you know, Davis Mills, it may be evaluating him the same way that we evaluate Zach Wilson this year, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they didn't win, but he yeah. showed a couple things, and, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to keep progressing him along. So, yeah. Uh, then we had Bucks Panthers, a thirty-two to six win for the Bucks. Um, yeah, I mean, no Mike Evans, no Chris Godwin, no Lenny, uh, no problem. I mean, Brady didn't really have the most mind, you know, eye-popping stat line in the world, but um, you know, give credit. Keyshawn Vaughn had some nice plays. Rojo looked good. Antonio Brown's back and. God, he he's fun to watch, man. Yeah, I don't think he'll leave Tampa in the off season, but man, like if there was a hope in God, he ended up in green and white. I would I would be all for it. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd kill for him on the Colts. They need just that kind of guy. I don't think he leaves. Uh, yeah, Tampa, probably though. not. But, but uh, for our our swag over results play of the week, uh, presented by Pizza Hut, <laughs> we have <laughs> we have Robbie Anderson doing a little first <laughs> down thing uh, down. What is this? Uh, 24, 26 points. 26, yeah, 26 with like points. A minute left in the game on the Bucks sideline. So, uh, yeah, that shout is, out to Robbie he, Anderson. Always he also been a swag. celebrated like a three yard catch the play before that, too, where uh, like he spun the ball. <laughs> the most Robbie Anderson thing. Robbie awesome Anderson stuff. would be welcome back to New York, in my opinion, in a heartbeat, like just for the trolls. Zach Wilson would love that guy. It just aired and out 80 yards yeah. down the field every play. But uh, the Panthers are pretty much the uh, the Bud Light version of the of the Giants yeah. for me. Like this is just a a terrible team mm-hmm. to watch. I mean, the offense especially, and the defense at the beginning of the year was holding their own and everything. They yeah. they've they've played some solid games. This offense is so bad. Like, um, yeah, very bad. <laughs> I gotta say, I would not take. <laughs> I think the Panthers will end up taking a quarterback in the top 10 this draft. I just got a feeling about it. If they're not able to trade for anyone, which I don't think they'll be able to. Uh, Darnold's a cooked product. Cam's Wait, a cook. you're, you're telling me the, 
The QB platoon of Sam Darnold and Cam Newton only produced <laughs> six points. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, um, they're honestly, I can see the Panthers taking Matt Corral from Ole Miss with their yeah, first probably. round pick, which I don't, I would not personally do, but I think they will. Um, yeah, bad times to be a Panthers fan. Bucks back on track potentially. Then we're moving in to. Surprisingly, what could have been one of the best games we had all weekend. Uh, Bears 25, Seahawks 24. Yeah. Um, Shout out to the motherfucking man, Super Bowl champion, Nick Foles. Big dick Nick. Third string quarterback, really didn't have an opportunity this year. He gets, That's been holding a clipboard with an earpiece in his ear. Yeah, and getting a good paycheck for it. He gets his oh, chance. Yeah. Down by what, like ten in the fourth or whatever. Yeah, leads a comeback victory. They in go the for snow. They go for two for no reason whatsoever. Like this is like no reason going. I guess there's a reason. And Nagy said, "Oh, I'm not gonna be here next year. Fuck all our picks because I know they don't have the first. But they don't still, have their move first all round our pick. picks back. Move and all of them back. Yeah, with that win, the the Seahawks pick drops and the bear the Bears pick goes to like seven or eight. I think eight. And the Seahawks pick drops to six. So, full stamp of approval from me. Um, Seahawks missed the playoffs. They first losing record since whatever, 20 year, 2011 or whatever. Poverty yeah. franchise. Enjoy Jamal Adams. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah, uh, great take there. Um, very good ending to this game. Yeah. Um, yeah the mere bird big catch was chills, by the way. That shit was yeah, how did he hang on to that? I don't know. Like he's getting hit out of bounds. He gets the foot down, the feet down, and he's still able to uh, make a big pull, like hold on to that with one hand, like palming it basically. So yeah, shout out, crazy. yeah, shout out. That was a good game. Very good. I got to catch the end of that one. So mm-hmm. uh, then we had Raiders seventeen, Broncos thirteen, and the return of Horace Cocklock in a starting role. I just want him to succeed one game, man. I just want him to go out there and score like 35 points. All right, this really might be a biased take. I thought he played, I thought he had one of his like better games, even if the stats weren't there. I don't remember too much of it to make a comment on that. I personally think one Broncos receivers had a lot of like bad drops where he lost like a good chunk of yards. I personally think Mm -hmm. they had four drops where he lost about 50 yards on him. He should have been like 19 for 22 with 200 something yards. And, you know, people would be saying, oh, Drew Locke, he had like a good game even without no, t- like no touchdowns or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll be praying for Drew Locke's success every until he's out of the league. Um, yeah. You need to you need to stay true to your guys. And that's Horsecock yeah. Locke. We've been on him for a while. And yeah. uh, I just want to see him have that one game where he really just pops, man. He might get another shot this week, I think, though. Yeah. Uh, Raiders, you're still like alive in the playoff race. That's kind of cool. If they beat the Colts this week, then they have a real shot, I think. Yeah. But, um, you don't impress me. Not one bit. Honestly, one player on the team really, Hunter Renfro is a dog, man. Like, for, for like, I don't even un- like understand it in all honesty. Crisp routes. Oh, he's just, he's fun to watch for no reason. Like, just puts like seeing seeing the guy like Hunter Renfro succeed in the NFL just puts a smile on my face. Like him, 
Braxton Berrios. Hmm. I mean, you know, I'm going like this, <laughs> this, the five eight white guy succeeds. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah. So we'll see what happens with those two teams. <laughs> then, then we get to the ugly part of the slates here. Thirty six ten win for the Chiefs. Um, no Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill barely passed protocols, probably. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, what, like 23 to nothing at halftime or something? Yeah, this is just a good old-fashioned uh, shit-kicking. Yeah, Chiefs um, continue to just, the flame is, like, larger and larger and larger at this point. I mean, I, I would not want to have to play the Chiefs in Kansas City in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, this is a, it's in a scary environment. And yeah. the Steelers team is pretty much... Pretty much a nail in the coffin for them. Yep. I mean, it's going to be hard to get the tiebreakers to go your way and everything. Probably uh, old Seven's last hurrah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, maybe they'll somehow magically have Kenny Pickett fall into their lap and God will be on their side. I don't yeah, know, I, mean, but... I mean, Ben's there, so God's on their side. Ben's a man of God. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean... rest in piss to the, to the Big Ben era. In mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, uh, the women there just got 10 times safer when he leaves. So. Yep. Uh, then we had our Sunday night game, 56-14 to 14 win for the Cowboys. Fell um, asleep halfway through. Glad I did. Yeah, this was something. I don't think I have seen... In ass kicking like this in a while, I'm not even. I besides like all the Rutgers games I went to, um, this was all three phases of the game a domination for the Cowboys, and this was one of the first times they were like fully healthy defensively and like. It's gonna be a scary team if Dak plays like that, and the defense plays like that. They got a shot. I hate to say it, but they got a shot. Yeah. It's going to be hard to stomach on Twitter. Yeah. But, yeah, that, I mean. Because even if, even if the Cowboys, like, do go on a run and they play really good games and compelling football and they earn it and they win the Super Bowl, Twitter is just going to be a cesspool of people just trying to vacate the Cowboys championship somehow because Mm -hmm. it's the Cowboys. So, either way, it's just going to be enough. Like, the entire social media obsession with the Cowboys is just so played out and, yep. and old and like just seeing people tweet about like hating on the Cowboys for no good reason. It's just, it's, it's old. It's played out. It's whatever. It's not really that funny anymore. So yep. it's, it just sucks when they're going to have to play in a playoff game and I'm going to have to deal with that, but whatever. Good win for you boys. Washington football team. Uh, see ya. See you next year. Maybe you'll have a name. Um, The Taylor Heineke runs over. (laughs) Cut to Lil Uzi uh, video. I lost. Uh, You know, I I say roll Kyle Allen out these next two weeks. I'm not even joking when I say that. I think Tebow's available. Give Kyle Allen one last chance. One last ride for Kyle Allen. Come on. He he deserves The the amount of tickets. And Dan Snyder would be the type of guy to do this, all right? The amount of tickets that you would sell. I'm pretty sure they got to have, like, one home game left between these two. Yeah. You run out. Because you see the QB platoon of Sam Darnold and Cam Newton. You get yourself the QB platoon of Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow. 
and you sell out the entire fucking stadium. You know, if it was someone else, maybe, but it's Dan Snyder we're talking about here. Yeah, true, but I mean, I know all the uh, the NFL owners agreed to blackball Kaepernick, but if there's one guy that's going to go back on that... It could be Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder is that guy. Bro, low-key would be kind of chill. I ain't even going to front. Like, dude, I'd, I'd be down to see that. Poster, like, when Cam comes back to Carolina, imagine a poster in Washington of Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> you know, like, the flags team hang out, like, teams hang outside the stadiums? Yeah. Like, imagine just one of those with Tebow and Kaepernick back-to-back on it. Oh, bro, that'd be chills. It's I'd like- ask for one, bro. I'd be like, yo, how much for that flag? Like, just give me a number. I'll fork over. Like, if they could say a grand, bro, I'd fork over like fifteen hundred. I'm that not joking, QB bro. That QB tandem being successful might bring America together, and it, it could end racism. in a new era. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe not that, be... but I mean, Dan Snyder, what do you have to lose, man? Just make it happen. Yeah, but yeah, Washington, your season's done. Please protect Antonio Gibson. Nothing else to say. Uh, then Monday night, Dolphins twenty, Saints three. I mean, uh, Ian Book, your time in the NFL was fun while it lasted. I nothing no, well, else. To- here we go. While you know he did have that pick six and everything, um, this is a very rare scenario in the NFL, like that I like to call getting Luke fault. All right, you're thrown into a scenario. <laughs> Where you have zero point zero 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 percent chance of any success whatsoever. I mean, did you watch this game? The, yeah. Like, not. I couldn't even count one Mississippi. He snapped the ball. There's six dudes in the backfield, <laughs> blind side, front side, back side, every single side. There was a guy coming from the tunnel, probably. I mean, it was ridiculous <laughs> to watch. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. Uh, and prime time, too. Like, if this was just some random 1 o'clock game on a Sunday, it probably wouldn't have been, like, as noticeable, but... I mean, you, you would have legitimately thought that the this was, like, a, a school for the blind on the offensive line. Just so terrible. I feel bad for Ian Book. I mean, while he didn't really do much to help himself, it's the guy's first start, and he has, like... <laughs> just everybody on the defense right next to him upon the snap of the ball. So just a miserable game for the Saints. And the Dolphins keep it rolling. Shout out to Jalen Waddle. He's a beast. Yeah, I'll say it. I got a hot take. Mm-hmm. Give me Waddle over Chase. Mm, that's interesting. I'm all on board with Jalen Waddle, bro. I'm not in or out with that one. I can't make a ruling yet. I'm all in on Jalen Waddle. As he is a very good talent. He will go down as wide receiver one from this uh, draft class. Whoa, no Josh Palmer love? Actually, no. Wide receiver two. Elijah Moore is going down as wide I'm receiver one. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Snub. Bro, I'm on Ross. He's a – bro, for a fourth-round pick, he's that guy, bro. Respect Tutu Atwell. Bro, this wide receiver – this last wide receiver class was really good, bro. It really like, they, was. They can look back at this class in, like, maybe four years down the line, like once they're all off their rookie contracts. And just be like, yeah, like this was a good one. Like, I mean, Amon Ra, Elijah Moore, Jalen Waddle, Tay Smith. You know, there's a bunch of them. So, a lot of fun guys to watch. All right. We are already 51 minutes in. Should probably just break it up, right? Uh, yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll cut this. We'll be right back in one second with the second half of the pod. 
is going to be part two. Uh, we're going to start off. You want to do the surprising, disappointed teams? Yes, uh, I think that's a good halfway point for us. So um, <clears throat> I asked Joe if uh, he wanted to do our top three most disappointing and most surprising teams. Um, so I guess it's it's probably more fitting we start off with the bad and end with the good. Yeah. So my first disappointing team is one that we just talked about, and that is the Washington football team. Yeah. Who, after last season, even though they may finish with like a similar record as last season, mm-hmm. they were expected to take a jump, uh, especially the defense. Yeah. 100% the defense was supposed to be a top unit in the NFL this year. Uh, granted, Chase Young goes down after like nine games, but he wasn't really having a, a good season by by any means. Um, most, I mean, the defense is just totally underperformed. Gibson took a while to get going. Terry's been absent in some games. Mm-hmm. The QB's position has been a question mark going into the week, which Heineke are we going to get? Uh, is Kyle Allen going to need to come in? Fitzpatrick's hurt week one. Just a real disappointing season for the Washington football team. Who who did you have as your first disappointing team? Uh, my first disappointing team has to Seattle Seahawks. I mean, you know, I mean, the NFC West, it's a, it's a tough division. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a little bit of credit there. Um, however, I think for their standards, 5-10 and 10 with that team at least on paper, I know the Russ injury like kind of sucked, you know. But he was only out for like four or five weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, Russ injury kind of sucked, but I mean, still five and 10. Like, they've lost a lot of winnable games with yeah. Russ at quarterback, and they yeah. put up like 10 points on offense, like on I, multiple occasions. I personally think if Russ isn't that quarterback for them, if he doesn't come back as early as, it, as he does, and you just you kind of rock out for a little bit with, uh, what's his name? Gino. Gino. Rock out with him maybe for an extra week or two. You might get two extra wins, and you could still be in a playoff hunt right now. So, uh, okay. but yeah, I just think by their standards and how good they have been the last decade, complete letdown. So, um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> for my second disappointing team, I have the Las Vegas Raiders, who um got out to a, a good start. And then um, John Gruden's emails came out, and you know they were a resilient bunch for a couple weeks under Rich Visaccia. And then the Henry Rugg stuff happens, and then the um, was Damon Arnett is that the guy's name who's waving a, a small barracks of weapons in his house on his, yeah. on Instagram or something. Yeah, so a lot Just, of a lot of things went wrong for the Raiders. A lot of things to overcome, and and for a time they had they were they were overcoming these obstacles. They were still at one point they were like the number one or two seed in the AFC. They were five and two, riding high, mm-hmm. and then now they're barely clinging on to the in the hunt category. Derek Carr has had a typical Derek Carr finish to the season. Um, hasn't really done anything special, but yeah, just overall and that defense that. Nobody can cover a sick child with a blanket on that defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah, just a real disappointing season. Probably going to be another playoff list season, um, which, I mean, this still counts towards the John Gruden era, I'd say, for the season because he did kind of build the roster and start it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be, what, four seasons, no playoffs for that guy? So, rest and piss. Yeah, so um, my second team – I'm just gonna put the Cleveland Browns, honestly. Yeah. Um, like 
you know, playoff. They got what a playoff win last year. Came close to winning another game too. I mean, and this year it's just it's been a dumpster fire. I'm not even gonna lie. Baker's regression has been, to say the least, incredible. Yeah, I it's mean, it's it's really crazy. Like I didn't, like I mean, he's, I'm not gonna say like, oh, I've always thought Baker's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but like he's genuinely gone from a serviceable starter, and I'm I'm standing by the statement he's a bottom three quarterback in the NFL. I was really high on him going into the year. I mean, how yeah. could you not have been? He just took the Cleveland Browns. Granted, the style of offense that they played does not mean that he's lighting up the, the opposing team. But mm-hmm. still, he took the Cleveland Browns and dominated the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road in the playoffs. And it's mm-hmm. hard not to be. And he came pretty close to beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead. So it's it's so odd to just see. It. I, I mean, I'm trying to think. Of the last time we've seen a guy, I mean, didn't he break the rookie touchdown pass record? Yeah, I believe so. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of when we've seen a guy go from this guy's a, a prospect on the rise. He's really showing a lot of promise. He's going to be that guy one day to this guy is legitimately could be considered a bottom three option in the NFL. I mean, it, yeah. I just can't think of anybody. Yeah, so it's really disappointing. I mean thought the defense was going to kind of be able to hold them in some games. And it has at times, but sometimes it's also been a little bit of a letdown. I just think with how bad Baker's been, that's been the killer for their season. So, Could you say like Mitch Trubisky maybe? But even then, he didn't win a playoff game. That's the only yeah, like similar instance I can think of. But even then, Mitch he Trubisky never lit was a, it up. a Nickelodeon MVP. So. That's true. I should respect him more. Uh, but yeah, so then... Who's your last surprising team? I think, um, I, or disappointing, I should say. Oh, you knew this team was making the list. New York Giants, yeah. come on down, buddy. Come on. Oh, I had this God. spot saved for them too. So, <laughs> I mean, we pretty much talked it all out when we talked about the 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 Eagles Giants game, but we can run through it again. Dumpster fire organization, uh, horrible spending habits in free agency, mm-hmm. uh, bad offensive line, number two overall pick running back. Um, you got Jalen Smith celebrating Cowboys wins while he's on the Giants and you're playing against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, just a pitiful team culture, um, environment. It, I would hate to be in your locker room is what I'm saying. There's a couple of locker rooms that I'd legitimately hate to be in. And this is, this is one of them. So. Like, I'm not even joking. If the Jets and Giants were to, like, merge as a team, there'd probably only be, like, four players on the Giants that would start for, like, a, yeah, a like whole... Kadarius, Tony, and... I would take Tony, James Bradbury, uh-huh. maybe, probably Jabril and Julian Love, because the Jets And Saquon, are, I guess. And Bar- Barkley, Mike Carter, what's the difference at you this could, point? Yeah, you could run the, the tandem set, you know. So, I mean, yeah, no, like, I just... Um, yeah, that's really all I, I got. I just yeah. dumpster fire of an organization. Yeah. Let's so. get off the Giants. People are probably clicking off. As yeah, more we let's, talk uh, about the Giants. let's talk about the, the most surprising teams this season. <laughs> so my first one, I had the Cowboys. Now, I know they were expected to win the division and all that, expected to be the best team. But the way that their defense has played with Micah Parsons being not only a, a rookie of the year candidate, but a, a defensive player of the year candidate. It's it's really it's really been surprising to me, and um, that allows them to take the next step in 
where we see these teams um, of how far they can go now with the addition of this this defensive layer to the Cowboys where they're not just going to be Dak and these three stud receivers need to uh, put up 400 yards of passing and and four touchdowns and all that for them to be competitive like they were mm-hmm. last year. Um, this is a real well, uh, well-rounded team with mm-hmm. superstars on both sides of the ball that could really make problems for anybody. Um, so that's why I have them. Yep. Uh, so my my first team I'm going to talk about here, I'm going to talk about New England Patriots. Mm. Um, honestly, when they took Mac, like, I, I didn't know what to expect when they took Mac, honestly. Like, I wasn't high on him in college, but he, up until probably, like, week 11, was playing a really solid quarterback position. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone knew how good that Patriots defense would be. It just would the offense be able to do enough for them? And up to this point, it has. I think I personally didn't expect them to be in this position where they'd be making the playoffs this year, but I mean, that's where they are. So yeah, yeah that's all I gotta say. I mean, I just, I didn't think they'd be a playoff team and they definitely are going to be one. So, well, should end up being one. So uh, my next surprising, in a good way, team is the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, mm-hmm. while I, I have gone on the record of saying uh, I think that they are a bit fraudulent this season and uh, how I would like the Colts to play them in the playoffs more than any other team, um, I still think that this is a very solid building block for the future of this team. Uh, very surprising, the record that they've gotten out to and, and how they've been uh, in the midst uh, for that division crown all year. With the second year quarterback, basically like a almost a first like a one and a half year quarterback because Burrow didn't get the full season last year, and then mm-hmm. all these young weapons under twenty five years old having crazy years, um, the defense playing good sometimes when it needs to, sometimes disappearing. But hey, it's a good foundation to build on for the rest of the uh, yep. You know, the the rebuild is at a, at a close, and it was a very quick one. Uh yeah, I I also had the Bengals as one of my teams. Just, you know, people probably expect them to be towards the cellar in the uh, AFC North again. They have, they're right now on top. If they, I mean, they control their own destiny. If they win out, they're going to have a home playoff game, which, you know, in Joe Burrow's second year, you know, new coaches, what, second year. I don't think people would have expected that. So, yeah, got to give the Bengals credit. And then my third team. That I'm going to talk about here is this kind of. I was thinking about two for this spot. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. It's kind of tough. Do I want to do surprising in a good way or do I want to do surprising in a bad way? Hmm. Like you, you, you were hating on this team and they're doing good and you're mad about you it. You know what I'll say? It's the Miami Dolphins, man. <laughs> Which, yeah. When they went on that seven game losing streak, <laughs> they, they won week one, lost seven in a row. I've I've been saying Tua is not a good NFL quarterback. I've been saying I've been saying a lot of things about the Dolphins, but and it uh, all started that that uh, Thursday night game against the Ravens. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, and they were able to win that game. And since then, seven in a row might be able to back end their way into a playoff spot if you know certain things go certain ways and tiebreakers and blah 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 NFL politics. Um, but yeah, honestly, like I did not, you know, this another team did not expect, you know, year two Tua to make the playoffs. I gotta say, 
Yeah, and they're 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 in the seven seed right now, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so. so yeah, shout out to them. Um, the third team that I picked uh, was the Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. because um, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show. They were kind of dead at the beginning of the season. The way that the offense looked and the way Jalen Hurts was playing, it was just very spotty and and not very consistent. And there's still things that they definitely need to iron out with that offense and and the entire team for that matter. But they've been able to to get hot at the right time, uh, make big plays when they need to, beat up on on their uh, division rivals occasionally, Mm -hmm. uh, even though they lost to the fucking Giants that one time, which is just... Disgrace. Yeah, that was that was pathetic. But uh whatever, you guys are are in the position to be in a wild card. So uh shout out to that uh whole team in locker room for that um dramatic one season turnaround. So mm-hmm. yeah, they've been uh they've been a real surprise, especially in the second half. And I'm looking forward to Jalen Hurts continuing to win games because I want to see him get more opportunity. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, you know, he has a he has a very intriguing skill set that if if tinkered with and developed a little bit more, he could be a very successful NFL quarterback. So, Yeah, well put. All right, but now we're going to look at some spreads here, do our, do our pick em part of the show. Uh, we're going to start off here with the Atlanta Falcons at the Buffalo Bills. No Thursday game this week. Yeah, disappointing. But um yeah, so we're starting off here, Atlanta at Buffalo. Buffalo are minus fourteen and a half coming oh, into God. this one. Um this will be a theme is the double digit spread this week, so Sheesh. Yeah, I can't I can't trust the Bills with fourteen and a half. I mean that's I could see them winning by fourteen, but that hook does it for me. So I got the Falcons. Yeah. Even is... though they are the Falcons. Uh-huh. But I'm still gonna go with them. This, you know, I usually don't pick Atlanta. Um, this is going to be a heartbreaking Falcons loss here. So. <laughs> They're going to be up by 27, bro. <laughs> They're going to lose. <laughs> um, moving on, then we have Giants at the Bears. Who is – what? Why is this a game? Um, Bears minus six and a half at home. Bears – Give me give the Bears. Me, give me the Bears. I can't. I, I can't. After pick how we Giants, just talked man. about the Giants for the past what twice, basically ten minutes worth of talking about the Giants, there's no way we can uh, give them credit. So, uh, over under nine and a half points for the Giants' offense. Under. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hard under. Is Fromm um, still going? I think. No, I think Glennon will be back in. Oh, goody. Can't go wrong with Mike G, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> Mike then, Glennon for death penalty. <laughs> that's a that's a real that's throwback. A real throwback. Um, then we have Kansas City at the Bengals. Uh, Kansas City four and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, give me the Chiefs. I just don't think the Bengals can hang around with them right now. The Chiefs are playing really, really sharp football. So mm-hmm. yeah, as much by a touchdown. As much praise as I gave to the Bengals this week, also got a rock. Kansas City minus four and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's a safe pick with how good Kansas City's played for what eight straight weeks now. I mean, probably Travis Travis Kelsey's going to be back. Whole offense is going to be back. I think they're going to have another big game. Coming their way. 
Uh, then we have Miami at Tennessee with Tennessee three and a half point favorites at home. Hmm. This is tough. Um, does Miami's hot streak come to an end here? I don't think so. I think that the Dolphins are gonna are gonna roll into Tennessee and take another one in a row with an eighth in a row. So honestly, I'm I'm going Dolphins. I just want to see how long I'm hopping on this train. I just want to see how long it can go for at this point. Yeah, it would be pretty impressive. We have to stall the two a hate wagon until the the winning yeah. streak ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Out. I agree. Then, then, then he's gonna lose, and we're gonna go absolutely crazy. Yeah, he's gonna, and they're gonna <laughs> lose because of him. Yeah, oh, he's gonna fumble. That. He's gonna fumble the the snap and victory formation, and they're gonna return it for a touchdown. Some we're gonna have like a field day. Uh, then we have Vegas at Indianapolis. The Colts are seven and a half point favorites. Oh I'm, brother! I mean, who's playing quarterback? If it if it's a COVID Carson Wentz, it's if it, if it's a uh, a Sam Ellinger, if um, if it's Carson Wentz, give me the Colts. If it's Sam Ellinger, give me the Colts because we're rolling over them. Um, that is kind of a big spread though. Yeah. But, uh, fuck it. I mean, the Sam Ellinger triple option with Naheem Hines and JT is gonna be electric. Honestly, might I might even be hoping it happens. I want to see what happens. probably not though. Would be no. Nah, you do not want to see Sam Ellinger play football. Yeah, probably not. Um, It'll be bad for soon, your me- for your mental sanity to see him play football. And, uh, but you know, if we lose in this game, could be looking at a potential second straight year of having a win and in versus the Jaguars in the last week of the season. So yeah, that's not a bad spot to be in, right? So not at all. Uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Colts here too. I think the Raiders have struggled a little bit versus the run that times this year. So uh, I think Jonathan Taylor field day should People. be getting Quentin Nelson back and Mark yeah, Lewinsky. Yeah. I think so, so. Both guards back is huge. The big pieces will return. Uh, then we have Jacksonville at New England. Uh, New England <laughs> minus. 15 and a half. <laughs> Give me New England. Y'all, you're rolling with it? Yeah, I can't. I just can't, man. But the Jaguars are pitiful, and they just lost their best player on offense. Trevor Lawrence doesn't lose to Bama quarterbacks. <laughs> However, the two teams are, you know, it's not Clemson-Bama anymore. It's it's Jacksonville-New England. Uh, yeah, it might as well be Clemson-Appalachian State. Uh, You know what? Jaguars backdoor cover. Interesting. Culture, culture purposes. Um, then we have Philadelphia. Oh, wait. I skipped two. My eyes. Carolina at New Orleans. Uh, six and a half point favorites for the Saints. At- oh, this is a putrid game. Oh, my God. The quarterback play in this game. What did Taysom you say this Hill, was? Six and a half in favor of New Orleans. Oh my goodness! New Orleans yeah, need a win too, so give me, give me the Saints. Yeah, taking the Saints, they need a win. So, um, but I'm not picking a quarterback tandem of Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. So <laughs> that's such a joke that that's a real thing happening in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, game of the week: Tampa Bay at the Jets. Hey, <laughs> Tampa Bay, twelve and a half point favorites. Give me a, you know what? 
the Bucks have a lot of guys injured. Nah, don't steal my flow. No. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll go with the Bucks. I'll, yeah, let, yeah. You, I'll let you take it yeah, away. Let, let me t- look, this is my flow right here. Look, let me tell you something. Antonio Brown is playing for all these incentives. Good for him. Uh, he hasn't seen a quarterback like Bryce Hall in his entire career. Uh, <laughs> if he's lined up in the slot, Michael Carter the second's got him locked down too. It really doesn't matter. Um, you know, the Jets are due one on Tom Brady. Do you, do, uh, do you guys still have that Lamar Jackson fellow on your team? <laughs> yeah, he had COVID last week. <laughs> we were pulling up dude named Willie Parks. You just got play. you just got replicas of like every other play. Like you got you got two Michael Carters. You got a Lamar Jackson. Plays like, corner. Um, like you just let some like a seven year old on Madden auto fill your roster. No, nah, the Jets. Jets twelve and a half. I'm rolling with it. Why not? Seems like a culture move. Good uh, pick. Zach Wilson's going to have one last uh, hoorah because I, I don't want to see him play in Buffalo. Just let Joe Flacco play that game. Joe Flacco send-off party. Um, yeah, get your value for Did you give up like a fifth-round pick for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not really chump change in the terms no. of draft capital. No, not at all. Let Joe <laughs> Flacco get one last run. In. Kind of a decent pick. Um, but, yeah, look. <laughs> 12 and a half I'm gonna rock with it uh we got these dudes Jets might go around and win this game you never know I mean, it'd be kind of it'd be kind of chills I would hate it if they did it but it'd be kind of chills uh then we have Philadelphia at Washington Philadelphia minus three and a half give me Philadelphia I, I I tried Washington I really did I believed in you guys I believed in Taylor Heineke for so long so much pain comes from you guys um but yeah so. Yeah, give me the Eagles. This is their chance <laughs> to really stamp their ticket to the playoffs. Then we uh, have uh, then we have Denver at the Chargers. Chargers minus six and a half. Now remember the the Broncos whooped the the Chargers earlier, but um, considering that the Chargers just came off of their yeah, the Chargers came off their loss. So their bi monthly soul crushing loss to a lesser team. I'm gonna go with the Chargers here. Yep, same reason. Uh, but if Drew Locke's playing, don't bet against Drew Locke. <laughs> it's a very silly podcast. We're yeah, today. A lot we're, of goofiness and yeah, laughing. We're just we're going downhill at this point. A lot of mild horseplay and tomfoolery. The, the, the thoughts of Drew, Drew Locke on the sidelines. Just, that video plays in my head daily at this point. <laughs> I put on for my city. <laughs> Shit's chills, bro. Better make that the intro to every podcast for the rest we of the time. We should. Fucking copyright strike. <laughs> uh, then we have Houston at San Fran. San Fran minus 14 and a half. <laughs> what? Yeah, bro. Like, I think the sheet they gave me at work is wrong. Is Vegas drunk, bro? Bro, have the Texans just whooped the shit out of the car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, give me, the Chargers. Give me Davis Mills, bro. He's a better quarterback than Jimmy G, potentially. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy into that right now. Davis Mills over Jimmy G, and better than that fucker Tua, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, give me the Texans. Then That's we a have joke line, right? That's got to be a joke. Spot. Nah, this can't be right, bro. They're adding ones onto the sheet, and oh yeah, fuck it, put a one here, uh, put a random hat. <laughs> then we have Arizona at Dallas. Uh, Dallas minus five and a half. Yeah, give me Dallas. I think yeah, this Cardinals team is really gonna skid into the playoffs. Bro, Trayvon Diggs is gonna be covering like Christian Kirk, man. Who's Kyler supposed to throw to? Well. 
Christian Kirk, apparently. Yeah, so, I mean, um, yeah, give, give me Dallas, bro. Cardinals are so cooked. Like, I mean, this is a literal poverty franchise. Um, their first round loss will be sweet. Uh, it's what they deserve for not playing. For signing Chase. JJ Watt. Yeah, and and James Conner too, for that matter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Free Chase Edmonds. Moving on. Detroit at Seattle. Seattle minus seven and a half. You know what I'm Ooh, saying. You oh. you already know what I'm saying. I've been looking forward to this 2016 NFC Wild Card rematch all season. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying too. It, it you know. It give me the Lions. Yeah. Lions are winning this game hands down. Uh, Unless Paul Richardson comes in for the Seahawks again, like in that wild card. You remember that game? Mm-hmm. That guy Paul Richardson who was working at like a Foot Locker or something. They said like a month before. Yeah, he came and like made some like ridiculous reverse one handed. Yeah, just showed nutty. up off the streets and did that. That game's the Paul Richardson game. So yeah, he's a friend of the show. So shout out to Paul. Yeah, but um, yeah, now give me the lines. Yeah, doesn't fucking matter. Jared Goff, Tim Boyle, they're winning this game. Um, <laughs> Tim Boyle. So just just the mention of Tim Boyle, like it, the fact that his name is Tim Boyle, and he has the worst college stats of all time, and that he's somehow in the NFL, just a hilarious combination. Yeah. But yeah, they're winning that game. Then we have Rams, Baltimore, Rams on the road, three and a half point favorites. I mean, come on, this is free. This is literally free cash. If you is Lamar me. back? I think he's gonna play. It doesn't matter though. Yeah, still give me the Rams. Still give me the Rams. It doesn't matter if Lamar. This could back. be the nail in the coffin for the Ravens. I literally talked about how Matt Stafford's gonna get hot these last two weeks of the season. And he's gonna steamroll the playoffs. So Stafford bounce back game, three hundred yards, four touchdowns, easy win for the uh, Rams here. Then Sunday night, three times in four weeks, Minnesota at what? Green Bay. Why? Minus seven and a half for Green Bay. You know, it'd be kind of fun. (laughs) Now, I I think I'm going to go with the Vikings here because it's seven and a half, and I think that they could really be in this game, considering they did beat the Packers last time. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings. It is going to be fun. We are taking the Vikings. But does lightning strike thrice? In the same place? Bro, the law of averages has to balance out here. Kirk has to win, like, seven more straight primes. So you're saying Vikes money line, eh? Fuck it. I'm I'm in. I'm in. All right. Um, Book it with Flem. Book it with Flem here. We're taking Vikes money line. Kirk's got one more primetime winning him this season to get the Vikings into the playoffs. Uh, Jair might be back for Green Bay, but that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That kind of does. Now with Thielen out, you put him on... Yeah, just let him follow Jay Jets the entire game, and he'll leave in KJ Osborne and Tyler Conklin to make plays. Uh, Dalvin Cook is he going to be back from COVID? I don't know. Probably. Um, so yeah, going to roll Vikings. So why not for the vibes? And then on Monday night, a playoff rematch from last year, a game I'm super excited about. You know, being able to watch two of the worst fucking quarterbacks in the entire league. Baker Mayfield and Ben Roethlisberger. I'd honestly rather see, like, Mason Rudolph and Case Keenum. I would rather see Case Keenum in there. Actually, yeah, Mason Rudolph, too, so we could get Miles Garrett situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be, be fucking nice. hilarious. 
Um, that was one of like our first episodes of the pod that we did. Yeah, it was. I was remember going over your house, happened. and and that was on your TV. We would have like yeah, ESPN bro. stuff on. Yeah, yeah, that was literally on the TV. That was, was one of like our first episodes. Yeah, we. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. How far we've come. Um, Cleveland minus three and a half. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah, I'm supposed I to pick one of these teams? I, my brain just malfunctioned when I tried to make. Bro, I just game. turned into subject fifty four, man. <laughs> Um, um, I think I I'm gonna go t- with the Browns just because they have Nick Chubb. Can I pick a tie? Is that a choice or? Yeah. Can I pick actually, a? Can I pick a six-six tie? Yeah, I'm down with you. I'm <laughs> I'm in on tie money line. I'm in on tie money line. I'm not picking either one of these teams. If I had to pick, I'll take a home underdog in Pittsburgh. Big Ben's last rodeo at Heinz Field potentially. So. But yeah. So that's that's week seventeen. What a shit show this is. Um, and now we're gonna talk about Jersey Dynasty here. Uh, we're into our championship week. You know, sadly, Jeez, man, that was a rough. Sadly, the uh, we'll discuss it. Uh, so week last week we had two playoff matchups: Beats versus Top Guns, uh, One Liners versus Party Animals, and honestly, the people, the I feel like the People Super Bowl would have been Party Animals versus Beats, man. Definitely, without a doubt. Uh, sadly, both teams come up short. Uh, beats <laughs> that lead. I mean, what was your percentage looking like at one? Uh, point it was like that? sixty-six to thirty-four, I think. Yeah. Uh, just you know, we'll talk about us first here. Uh, we ended up losing by eleven. Fuck the San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers. A minus four versus a Tex. Bro, come That's on. That's crazy, yeah. Like, I figured we were at least getting seven from them, and we had the Bills on the bench. That's a nine-point difference right there. If we had played the Bills and feeling getting hurt in the middle of the game with Devonta Smith. And Jack and I had talked about playing Devonta Smith. Just some ugly stuff there. Um, yeah, even with the pedestrian performances from JT, Keenan Allen, and a one spot from J-Rob. Yeah. Somehow did it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just... Dak got hot and Schultz headed. Those two went off on Sunday night. Gibby did all he could. Debo, and you, you know what sucks too? Debo was like eight yards short of two touchdowns, which is just, ah, oh, so many things just fall in, bounce our way. I think we'll be back again next year. Uh, and yeah, then, definitely a good season on you yeah, guys. Yeah, you know, we got a playoff win, our first in uh, franchise history. So that's, you know, something to uh, be proud of. And we were, I mean, we were right there versus Vaz, who, Definitely had the best team all year, and just lineups, lineup kind of fucked us. Maybe overthought some things. So, but um, and then talking about liners, party animals, liners boomed uh, behind a Justin Jackson play, which was huge for them. Yeah, that almost cost me uh, in the other dynasty league. Yeah, Nick so Chubb and Justin crazy. Jackson combining for sixty-one points. My God, that is insane. Um. Which is basically half of the party animals total right there. So yeah. you put on Mahomes twenty. I mean, you really didn't need much out of the rest of the team. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna set up a Liners Top Guns Super Bowl, which you know, I, I definitely think Vaz, you know, it, it produces an interesting storyline. You know, Vaz going to be you know, has potential to be the first ever back to back champ. First dynasty in the league, you know. Yeah, first actual so I feel dynasty. like once you get three that's where the dynasty really starts. Mm-hmm. An hour and a half right now. Oh, that's not bad. They're down by like third. Odin sat for like eight minutes in the second half, which 
were found. Jeez, that probably killed them. They, they came back. Yeah. But they're just, I mean, they were over. They yeah. Shouldn't, they shouldn't really drop in the rankings. Yeah. Does Stella help out with the podcast? Yeah, she uh, provides some good insight, so. But, uh. Yeah, I hear they only lost by five. Yeah, with eight players? That's pretty impressive. They, they pull Colin Sexton and play three on five for most of the time? Maybe, I don't know. Might have to tune in some highlights here. But uh, we're going to look at the matchups here. You know, we got it. Break it down position by position. Dak Mahomes, I mean, you never know what, like... It's a toss-up. You never know what to expect from either one of these two this year. I mean, if Dak comes out and plays like he did last week, you know, that gives Vaz a really good chance, and Mahomes had some weeks where he's played really good. So that's a big matchup where, I mean, the running backs are actually, like, pretty pretty balanced here. You know, with Vaz losing J-Rob. Because yeah. it's going to be Taylor and then really Rojo versus Eckler and Chubb. Yeah, I think uh, overall Vaz has the best player, but mm-hmm. the second and third are clearly Chubb and Eckler with yeah. running back wise. You know, um, yeah, I think it's going to be that. That's a pretty even split. Then you got Diggs and Adams. Diggs is really going to need to come to play. Yeah. This is an Amon Ross St. Brown start, I'm saying. Wow, that's bold. I respect it, by the way. That's bold, though. Got I just feel like he up. might be due for a bad week. Like, But uh, eh, you never know. Versus Keenan, if Sertain's on Keenan, that could be kind of interesting. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'd say slight advantage to Top Guns and Vaz. But, uh,. I mean, Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown, who knows? Maybe they pop, and that could be huge. And Joe, Diggs will have A.J. Terrell on him, too, probably, for the majority of the game. So, where I think we'll decide this matchup is the tight end, so. Which, big. I mean, Schultz, you know, he's projected more, but he's had some duds this year. Uh, Dak really utilized him last week. And Everett, I mean, they're, they're hoping he can just get a touchdown, I would think, right? Yeah. No, no other tight end option, really. Yeah, no other tight end option, really. So, I mean, Everett's been good for a solid ten. Yeah, he's he's gotten exactly ten points like three, four times on the year. Yeah, kind of wild. I mean, the flex battles really Javante versus Brandon Cooks, which I mean, if Javante finds the end zone again, that, you know, that's another thing that could be big for Vaz. Uh, if Brandon Cooks has you know another thirty point week potentially. I, you know, Brandon Cooks, that could be a big swing player right there. That could be a guy to watch out for. And then kickers, Tucker and Folk, two of the best kickers in fantasy. And the defense for the liners. I mean, I don't think 13 points is a a projected number I'd want to see. That's a wild projection. But it's versus Jacksonville. I think they're going to be able to get a lot of sacks. Will they get 13 points? I, I mean, that's like. You got to have a shutout, get some sacks. Like I mean, you could give up, like, a touchdown and have, like, a pick six. Yeah, it would balance out, basically. So, basically, if a touchdown gets scored, I mean, that's going to drag their protection, projection down a lot. Uh, if I had to pick a team I think is going to win, I think it will be top guns. I think they're going to pull it out. It's going to be a close one for sure. I'm rolling liners. Uh, they're, the, they're the culture pick. Mm-hmm. I hey. want to see this guy, Vaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel you. Congrats on the on seventh finger. place uh, championship. Yeah, I made sure that the consolation bracket felt the baller's presence. Yeah. Um, 
Seem to be the only bull really taking it seriously, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Billy put up 176. Yeah, what the hell, man? Um, he put up in the, the ninth place game, it's kind of yeah, crazy. But the ballers came to play, took care of business, uh, moved up to seventh place. On the game, you know? <laughs> but uh, of the boys, talk about the beats and the party animals going into the next season, real quick. Talk about the beats first. Um, what do I even think of this team? I don't even know. Get Terry a real quarterback. Let's start there for the one time. Yeah, that's definitely a concern. That's, uh, the running back plays a little inconsistent. Really got to just lock down the quarterback room with one of these guys. Uh, Probably need a little more consistency from uh, maybe Devonte Smith next yeah. year because yeah. you know Cracker maybe on his way out in the yeah. Beatles, and I think uh, I think we got to get younger. A yeah, little bit younger. I'd agree with that. Uh, I mean, like, we're not super old. You know, like, Andrews is 26. Debo's 25. Kyler, when he's playing, Kyler's, what, 24? Yeah. Jones is 27, but he's towards the end of his RB lifespan. I think we got some guys we can move, hopefully, to, uh, you know, bolster the team up for next season. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I think, like, if we had this roster going into next season with a double flex, we'd be fine. As long as like Waller's healthy and you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But and then you know, look at look at the party animals here, and I think I might might be you know twisted a little bit here, but they will be right back, and I think they could be a, a like championship team at the start of next year. Yeah, definitely. They got. They got some depth. I mean, uh, JK's going to be back. Yeah, JK's going to be back. And Akers will be healthy. So, I mean, you could start there. I mean, that's their RB1 and RB2 situated right there. I mean, I think I know what Josie's going to do with a Cooper Cup. At least, like, following the normal Josie tendency would be to sell Cooper Cup at his highest value. Which sure. would be this offseason probably. Yeah, not going to get any higher than winning the triple crown. So, I think Cooper Cup will be all. I think he's like if someone actually ends up trading for like it's a win-win for Josie either way. Like he gets a really good return for Cooper Cup. Or, bro, here's my off-season prediction: Bader sends some first-round picks to Josie and gets Cooper Cup. Not a bad prediction. I could see that. I could see that happening. Three twenty-threes. Yeah, something along those lines. It could be something crazy. I mean, who even Josie could hold him for ransom mm-hmm. if Stafford's able to keep playing at this form next year. Like, I mean, so, um, but yeah, I mean, he's gonna have the RB one, the RB two, unless he wants to keep the rainbow with Stafford Cup. That also makes sense. I think Pitts will be even better next year. The wide receiver work, like, I mean, this is a team that next year with the extra flex is gonna be very scary to play. So, agreed. It's just a depth probably for him. Lacks an RB3, which I think he could go out and get. So, or I mean, Miles Sanders probably playable RB3. So, but yeah, I get it. like if we're talking in a few months, maybe like July, August, and we're giving a preseason prediction, I, I could see Josie being a champion, the party animals organization being a champion next year. Yeah, definitely in the realm of possibility. But yeah, so final prediction I'm gonna have top guns over the liners. Uh, as much as I'd love to see the Liners win, not, not going to lie, I think it'd be cool to see a co-owned team win a championship. Uh, like have a Yeah, new representation winner. matters. 
and have a new winner in general. Yeah. Like, I mean, if Vaz wins, what, his third chip in four years? I mean, God. Yeah. God, man. It's not, not an, I mean, it's not an ideal situation. but Can't let it happen. Yeah. So, but I just think, you know, with how everything looks, things are going to go his way. And, yeah, I mean, that's going to wrap up the Jersey Dynasty talk. Anything else you want to add for this week's episode? What was your favorite Madden? Yeah, rest in peace to John Madden. Um, oof, man, that's tough. It is hard. Yeah, I played... RIP to the goat. Uh, probably the goat football influencer. You know. Yeah, I mean, arguably, probably you could argue he's the best coach of all time. He's one of winning yeah. percentage wise, definitely yeah. is up there. Uh, and I'd probably you could argue that nobody's ever had their hand in the in shaping the game of football the mm-hmm. way that he had. You know, from coaching, broadcasting, everything, the video games. Yeah. Um, nobody represents football more than him. So mm-hmm. my first Madden was 04 mm-hmm. with Mike Vick on the cover. My dad had the old PS2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he had 04 and 06. And 06 had a NFL Europe on it, which I always thought was super cool and stuff, yeah. all, the, all the logos and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But overall, my most time spent on any game had to be Madden 17. Is that the one with who's on the cover of that one? Odell Gronk or Gronk? Yeah, I think I spent I, a yeah. lot of time on that one. Um, I'm gonna go. Which one had Sherman on the cover? I played that one a lot too. That, that was Madden, Madden 25 or Madden 25. Oh, no, Madden 25 had Bar- Barry Sanders. Yeah. Madden 15 was Sherman. Yeah, I think Madden 15 might have been the last one, or maybe the first like official next gen Madden. Yeah, that makes sense. Or like when it was PS4, Xbox One. I would definitely have to say that one, or no, I'd probably say Madden 15, or the one with Peyton Hills on the cover. I used to play that on the Wii all the time. Oh, yeah, that was like Madden 12. 12, yeah. But yeah, I mean, rest in peace to a legend, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. The amount of time I spent on Madden Ultimate Team in in Madden 17, oh, yeah, those microtransactions had me. When we were in like high school, bro, yeah, that was bad. Sophomore year, oh my god, I wasn't even working yet, bro, and I just like I would be spending like weekly on Madden Ultimate Team, bro. Thank God I've controlled myself now that I have an actual job. Like if I was if I was like that age, but with a job, bro, I would have spent so much more. Bro, I remember Christmas morning of that year. I got like a bunch of Visa gift cards. I blew them all on Madden packs like instantly. Bro, and my the, dad was so pissed. Bro, and everyone knows the Christmas promos like Madden's like money mine, you know? Oh, yeah. They start putting out those ghosts of Madden players, bro. And you just. Oh, my God. Like <laughs> my friends and I all kind of like jokingly play Ultimate Team on the new Madden that mm-hmm. came out. <clears throat> None of us like take it seriously, like play online. Like we literally just sit there and play solo challenges and like just open packs. But I ended up building all, like an entire Jets team, <laughs> like <laughs> like with all like the max team chemistry, so everyone gets like plus three speed, bro. I have like a ninety overall team. It's bad, bro. Like yeah, I think on on Madden seventeen, no joke, my team was a ninety seven overall at one point. I yeah, grinded they, uh, those solos. Bro, so bad. they recently came out with like it was the Christmas promo just now. And they like all mm-hmm. the ghosts came out, bro. And there's like a ninety seven Tim Tebow and like. But, like, some of the stuff, it's just cool, bro. Like, I feel like a little kid playing Madden Ultimate Team still, and, like, I don't even take it, like, serious at all. It's just fun yeah. to play. And then after after Madden 17, when Madden 18 came out, and they added a bunch of, like, new little details to, like, the packs and the cards mm-hmm. and stuff, and I just never really vibed with it, so that was really the end of my Madden experience. <laughs> I, I haven't bought one since, you know? Because... Now I'm just a big franchise guy. 
Yeah, that's the only reason I would consider buying it if I got a console and everything, yeah. like 2K and, and Madden. I, I I like playing, like, the GM mode. Yeah, bro, like, I don't even, like, I haven't even touched, like, my like the my player mode on Madden, whatever it's called. It just frustrates me if I were to buy it because they, you know, they put so little effort into the games, and it's, it's going to be even more uh, disturbing, you know, after John Madden's death, how they desecrate his name for, for cash grabs yep. uh, going forward. But um, how it EA, always is. EA, you have a chance here. You could really step up your product in honor yep. of this man, but they will not. So. No, it's EA we're talking about here. So, <clears throat> but yeah. Um... Long pod today. Yeah, we're at like almost hour and a half, a little bit over probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm just gonna we're gonna wrap things up here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for tuning in to all the episodes this year. Thank you guys for all the support. Uh thank you for a great twenty twenty one. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Hopefully twenty two is just as good to you guys and you know. Best of health. Better, you know, maybe things get better. Probably not, though. Honestly, oh, at won't. this point, I'm just—I just admitted to the fact about? that we're gonna be in COVID till like 2025. And all honestly, like I'm just done with it. So, just let me go to Maryland for the Maryland Rutgers game in October, please. That's all I'm begging. Like, I was supposed to go to Vermont this week after Christmas, and every yeah. and like my friend got COVID, and now we're yeah. not going. Now I got uh, COVID, I think. So, yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, guys. Try and celebrate, and make sure you tune in to Rutgers versus Wake Forest on New Year's Eve day at 11 a.m. They're going bowling for the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, baby. I'll be tuned. No in way, that. that's the name. Pack Slayer Gator Bowl. The bowl games are horrible now. Like the so, names. I, I was just watching the Cheez It Bowl. Oh, that's a classic, bro. That's a classic, man. <laughs> that's, that's so no, bad. it's all like some really stupid sponsorship, and like it used to just be the Gator Bowl. Yeah. Which was fine, and now it's the Tax Slayer. It's Gator really cool. Bowl. Yeah, the Orange Bowl, the Gator Bowl, the Rose. Yeah. Bowl, now they all put that. like. Now like, it's the freaking. Now it's Viagra, the sponsorship. Yeah. Viagra Cotton Bowl or something like that. Oh my god. Why is that the example, man? I don't know. I was trying to think of a bowl. I don't even I can't even name like that many the Rose Bowl. That's probably sponsored the Capital One Rose Bowl probably. Hey, hey, Viagra would would sponsor the Rose Bowl, you know? <laughs> That'd be a good one, bro. The Viagra <laughs> Rose Bowl. That'd be kinda chills. Double entendre. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll catch you guys next week with our first episode of 2022.